All right, so, so we are in a series, um, and the name of this series is called From Empty to Overflow. Uh, for those of you who weren't here last week, I will do a quick recap, and then we're going to uh, uh, just talk about what we're doing, um, where we're at this week. Um, I talked about how there is this, this overall feeling that I felt, um, not only just within the local body, but the body of Christ as a whole, um, that we've been running on E. We've, we've tried to, to manufacture and we've tried to do and we've tried to move, we've tried to, to, to process and we've tried to move forward, um, but to no avail. And the reason that that has been is because we've been moving from a place of empty. We've been trying to pour from an empty cup. We've been trying to live our life on E. Simply put, we just can't do that. And it's shown itself. I talked about how some of us have had, uh, don't, you know, look at the person next to you, husbands or wives. But some of us have, have just, y'all just got an attitude, just to be simple. Y'all just, every single thing, we just irritate it so quickly. We just can't, don't move nobody. We just can't. Just no patience, no love, no grace. And somebody will pull you to the side and they say, well, what's wrong? And you just be like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good, I'm good. No, you're not. And there's this thing that you'll ask somebody, you'll, you'll be genuinely asking them, you'll say, how are you doing? And they say, oh, I'm good, I'm just tired. Oh, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I actually, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm just, just busy. Why? Because we've been running on E. We talked about the need to prioritize. We talked about how actually what is happening is that we have placed something else aside from God as priority in our life. Uh, we talked about that those things that we've placed in priority have, were designed to deplete us. Because there's only one thing that's designed to restore us, and that is the presence and the power of God. So anytime we put our schedules above God, anytime we put our finances above God, anytime we, we put any of these things that we deem important above God, above the presence of God, above God's people, that thing is an idol. We looked at the church in, in, in Revelations and, and we see how Jesus said, man, I, you guys, I mean, you guys, so you, you, you've You've held it down for me. You, you've come up against opposition because of me. And he, said, he says, I know you're long-suffering. I, I know all that you've gone through. I know that you've been faithful. I, I know that you, you, you test those who, who say that they're believers and who say that they're prophets, and you find out that they're not. He, said, he says, I know all the things that you've had to endure as a result of me. He said, but mm, got this one thing against you. It says you left your first love. 
And so we looked at that and we saw we saw that even as people who are in church and even as people who are serving and people who call ourselves Christians, we can place all of these things and be doing all of these things and Christ still not have first place in our life. We said we have to reprioritize our lives. We cannot expect to be effective believers following God's plan for our life, walking out the Great Commission, participating in those even greater things that he talked about uh, in John if we're on empty. We can't pour from an empty picture. We said that a lot of us are experiencing empty because we have moved Christ from first place in our life. We moved him to a convenience piece. If it suits us, if it suits uh, uh, the way that people feel is acceptable around us, if it, if it doesn't interfere with our schedule, our time, or anything else, then we want to give God the first place. And then we have this, we're wondering, why, why am I not as effective as I was? Why don't I pray like I used to? Why am I not close like I used to? Why don't I worship like I used to? We said, if you see the things of God as optional, don't be surprised when your children see God as unnecessary. So we talked about that. We talked about prioritizing God, making God the head of our life, reassessing our schedule, reassessing our finances, reassessing because he says, you know, where, where, your, where your heart is. Where you spend your time, where you spend your money, where you, that's where your heart is. And then we said, okay, we understand that, that priority is important, then what do we do? We said we follow the example of Jesus. We talked about being connected to the vine. When Jesus arose, he went to be with the Father. As he was out during the day performing miracles, he would talk to the father. And then uh, as it was time for him to go to bed and it's time for him to lay his head down, it says he went away to be with the father. He started and ended connected to the vine. And if we are to be people who have the source, if we are to be people who, who have sufficiency, if we are to be people who walk in the presence, then we need to be people who are connected to the vine. John chapter 15, verse 5, you don't have this one. Hopefully you have your Bible. We talked this one last week. He says, I am the vine. He says, I'm the source. I'm the thing that fills. I am the thing that gives life. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from vital union from me, you can do nothing. nothing. So why is it that I haven't been able to do anything? Simple. You have been disconnected from the vine. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so why is this important? 
Because we, we've talked about what it is, we've identified it, we've been able to, to look at ourselves, some of us, and assess uh, some areas that we, we, we need to uh, reprioritize and, and get rid of those idols. But why is this important? We've identified the need to move from empty into overflow. But why is operating in the overflow important for the life of a believer? Why is it important? Why, why can't we just get just enough? Pastor, Pastor, you don't understand. If you're saying we're going from empty to overflow, I'm just trying to get filled. I, I don't know about overflow. If I could just get to the top, I'm good. Why can't we just settle for that? Why can't we just fill, to the, just, just fill me up? You know, I, I'm good. The reason that overflow is important is because the overflow makes a difference. Overflow moves you from a me place to a we place. See, see, in an empty place or, or, or in a just enough place, uh, or, or if you just fill to the brim place, the focus is on re restoring and replenishing you. When you're in this E place, you're like, I just need to get what I need. I, I'm just trying to get there. I'm just trying to get to a place where I'm full. We can't do that. We have to operate in the overflow because it, it moves you from, from thinking about and restoring you to now thinking about restoring others, replenishing others. Because we are not here for ourselves this life is not just for us. We don't live this life so that we can be and we can get what we need. No, 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 no. Maybe the world system says, no, you just do you, boo. You just focus on you. You just take care of yourself because ain't nobody else going to take. No, 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 no. That's not the life of a believer. The life of the believer says, no, we, we don't just focus on ourselves. We focus on others. We have to be in the overflow so that we can focus on restoring and replenishing others. Our lives are to be on display so that others can see Christ glorified through us. So that others can see God and they, and they, they can see it and they say, mm, I want to I know what that is. I, I need that. But that only happens from a place of overflow. That can only occur when we are operating or when we're walking in overflow. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Here we go. You are the light of the world. If you've ever been to summer camp, you know this scripture. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand. Here we go. Here we go. 15. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand. Why? Why don't they put it under a basket? Why do they put it on a stand so that it what? It gives light to all in the house. Okay. The purpose of the lamp is to radiate light beyond the bulb or beyond the flame. The electricity or the oil uh, uh, produces the light, but it doesn't just produce enough light so that it can be seen. It produces an overflow of light 
so that the result is what? So that all in the house, everybody, those who are in the dark, those who are in the world, those who are in the dark, they can see the light. Their eyes can be open. They can see the path. They can be uh, affected by the light and as a result of the light. Speaking of summer camp, I went to summer camp a couple years ago with Will and Christian. We, had a, we took all of the uh, middle schoolers to summer camp, and I had this flashlight with me. And um, I forgot to change the batteries. But uh, so it's, it's pitch black, and we have to walk in the forest uh, to get to the restroom, discouraging, but we had to do it. Um, and I have this flashlight. And I never forget what I turned on, and I'm excited because it was like, oh, it's like an LED flashlight. It's got two different like light settings. And I'm like, oh, this is, I should be able to hold it. I should be able to see for miles <laughs> with this one. I got the commercial, I, I, I'm good to go. And when I turned it on, I couldn't see nothing. The light came on, but it wasn't enough to show me anything other than the fact that it was on. Because the light was dim. It wasn't enough light to do anything. The light wasn't overflowing. It was just enough for me to see that I got a flashlight in my hand. He's saying I light. He's saying this light that we have, this thing that we've been given. He said, he said no, 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 no. You don't, you, don't, you don't just get the light and you just put it under the couch. No, he said, you set it up so that everyone in the house can see the light. So that they can be affected by the light. Why? Because the light is overflowing. He said, that's how we need to be. Verse 16. In the same way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. He says, let your light shine. Where? Before others. Guess what? That means they got to see it. That means it can't be a dim light. It has to be something that's radiating. It has to be something that's bright. It has to be something that's overflowing. You know what they call overflowing light? They call it lumens. And what you do is when you, when you go in and you, you go in the store, you go get a flare, you go look for your, your lights, you ask what the, oh, let me put it in, I'm sorry, watts is what they call it, okay? You go in and you say, well, how, how many watts is it? What are you saying? How much light is overflowing out of this bulb? so that I may be able to see. He says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Why is it important that we live in the overflow? Because living in the overflow is about others. 
It's about other people seeing the light. It's about other people uh, 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 seeing the, the, the God on the inside of you. It's about other people experiencing the love of God. It's about other people coming in contact with the presence of God. It's about other people, uh, uh, the witness, bearing witness in them. Why? Because you're not in a place of empty where you're just so focused on you. You are in a place of overflow, so they see it. They see it. They want to be a part of it. And what happens? People are drawn to the light. They're drawn to the light. And they want to know how. They want to know why you ain't acting crazy and why you ain't looking crazy like it. Why you ain't worried like I'm worried. Why you ain't panicking like I'm panicking. Why? Oh, oh I can tell you. I can tell you. He said, let it shine for others so that they may see your good works. Good works only come as a result of you being in the overflow. Good works only come as a result of you being in the overflow. What do you mean? See, when you're restored, when, you, when you're replenished, when you're operating from this place of overflow, you now gain the ability to now pour out. Bless others, also known as good works. Good works. Second Corinthians uh, chapter 9. Nick, where you at? Second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 7 through 8. Okay. Now, earlier, I read this scripture because this, in, in context, Paul here is referring to generosity. But the principle that he's saying here applies to every area of your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 through 8. Mike, can you, um, can you give me that? Mike, can you? Oh, there we go. Thank you. Could you? Oh, Jess got it. I, I'm sorry, Jess. I apologize. She's like, you don't trust me. Yes, I do. I promise. I promise. I did. Thank you. All right. 2 Corinthians Chapter 9, verses 7 through 8. Each one of you should give just as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion because God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 8 is where we want to land. And God is able to make all grace. Now, we define grace as unmerited favor of God, okay? God is able to make all unmerited favor of God overflow to you so that because you have enough of everything in every way at all times, you will what? Overflow in every good work. He said, because of the grace of God on your life. See, verse 7 is talking about priorities, which we talked about last week. He said, give if you decided in your heart, uh, because God loves a cheerful giver. In order for you to be cheerful in your giving, you have to have uh, finances in its proper place, okay? Which means that you have now set your priority in a place to where you have put God first. Your, your, your finances are in a proper place. You are now giving cheerfully, uh, so your priorities are good. And he says, as a result of that, because you are a cheerful giver, he said, I am making all 
all grace, all unmerited favor of God overflow to you. All right. So he said, so, so he said, so because your priorities are right, because your priorities is good, um, um, I'm going to make my grace overflow. Okay. Since I'm going to make my grace overflow or as a result of my grace, here's what the result is. The result of your priorities being right. The result of you putting me as Lord of your life. The result of you uh, uh, walking in this place of, of, of me being head of your life. You will have enough of everything in every way at all times. Why? Why, 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 why? Why? So that you will overflow in every good work. See, when you are restored, right? You were empty. You, you now get to this place where you say, God, you know, I'm going to make you priority over my life. I'm going to get you, uh, Lord, I, I'm going to readjust my schedule. I'm going to readjust my finances. I'm going to readjust my time. He says, he, he says you, 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 this is where you are. So this is where you are. So this is where you are. You are at an empty place. He says, he says, but you get to a full place. And he says, he says, but as a result of you placing me where you need to be. He says, as a result of you, you, you given that priority, because as a result of you doing, he says, he says, he says, I am able to make my favor. I am able to make my, my grace overflow to you. So, so, so not at filling. He said, I'm able to make it. What He said, I'm able to make it overflow. He said, I'm able to make it overflow. Why? He said, in every area, in every. But he, here's the thing. He said, he said, why? Why? So that because you have enough of everything uh, in every way at all times, you will be able to bound or overflow in every good work. See, see, when you are, are restored, when you are replenished, when you are full, you now move into this place of overflow. And guess what you gain the ability to do? You gain the ability now what, to be able to pour out in others. But here's the thing. See, if you're, if you're only full and you decide to pour from here, now you'll be in lack. He says, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want you in lack. No, 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 no. He says, he says, no, I don't want you in the area of lack. He says, I'm, a, I'm able to make it overflow. And so what happens is you're not pouring out of this. You're now pouring out of the overflow, right? And now you're able to do what? You're able to fill somebody else up. You're able to, your family, your, your kids, your, your, your coworkers, your neighbors. He said, you can go with them until the point where now you fill them up. It's not just about you. It's about others. It's about other people. It's about your family. It's about your, your kids. It's about that loved one that you've been praying for. It's about that person that, that you've been interceding for. It's, it's about your marriage. It's, 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 it's about others. He said, but I'm able, when you put me where I need to be, I'm able not only to fill you up, but I'm going to take you to a place of overflow. And when you pour from a place of overflow, when you're done, you're still full. 
You're, you're not lacking. You're not less in any area. He said you are still full. Why? Because you gave from a place of excess. See, everything inside uh, is for you. But everything outside is for someone else. Here we go, here we go. And that residue, that, that residue is the presence of God, and that's what people see. Why? Because you're overflowing. Because I, I, I got enough. I'm, I'm ready to give. I'm ready to sow. I'm, I'm ready to pray. I'm, I'm ready to take charge. I'm ready to fight. I'm, re I'm ready. Why? Because I'm operating from a place of, of overflow. Your family needs you to get in the overflow. Your children need you to get in the overflow. This church, we as the body, we need you to be in the overflow. The city of Woodland, California needs you to be in the overflow. It's not just about you. This thing is about others. It's about others. This life of overflow for us, it isn't optional. It is a mandate and it is vital. It is vital. We said there's something that God has called us to. There's something that God has called us to do. But the only way that we can do that, the only way that we can walk in that, the only way that we can see that is if we move from empty, not to filling, because there's a temptation to be here, but that's selfish. That's selfish. It says, I've called you to move to a place of overflow. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 said, this is why. It says, this is what I want you to remember. This is what I want you to never forget. This is why it's important. This is the mandate. This, this is it. I don't know what your dream was. I don't know what the vision was that God gave you. I don't know what the purpose God had for your life that you may have let go, that you may have pushed to the side. You maybe have said I was too old or, or I missed my appointment or I missed my time and, 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 and I don't think it's going to happen. And because of this and because of that, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me hit you real quick. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. His miraculous power constantly energizes you. It's his power that does it. It's his presence that does it. It's not your ability. You're not that great. It's not your, your smarts. It's not your PhD. It's not that great. He says, it's, your, it's, it's my miraculous power that will allow it to happen. He said, I'm going to achieve infinitely more than your request and more than your most unbelievable dream. He says, it will happen through me. It will happen through me. It will happen through me operating through you to other people 
so that I might get the glory. So that I might get the glory. The purpose of our life is so that God could get the glory. The purpose of everything that we do is so that God will get the glory. The reason that God needs you to move from empty to overflow is so that he would get the glory in your life. So that he would get the glory in your family. So he would get the glory in your situation. So he would get the glory in your marriage. So he would get the glory in your finances. So he would get the glory in your kids. So he would get the glory. This is why it matters. Not for us, but for everyone else. Heavenly Father, we thank you.